And welcome back to Let's Finally Watch It, the podcast where we watch movies that we were apparently under a rock for because most of y'all have seen it. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. And I'm Clark Knows. And today we're going to be watching something that I was under a rock for, which is Swingers. Yup. Swing- when did this come out? Mid 90s? Like 96? Um, I think it was 96. Yeah. Yeah. So... I get why I didn't. I was too young, probably, and a girl and just wouldn't mm-hmm. have appealed to me at that time. But. I don't know. I, I, I'm excited because I've heard you say it's an L.A. movie. And now yeah. that I live in L.A., I think that alone will make me appreciate it. So maybe it's a good thing I didn't. Because I don't know if I'm going to like this movie or not. I don't yeah, know a yeah. ton about it. I'm very open-minded going into it. This is not a kicking and screaming. I don't have a bad feeling. That's happened a few times. This is not one of them. But um, genuinely don't know what I'm in for. But at least mm-hmm. it'll be the L.A. thing. But it's um, Ray Liotta. No, no. Okay, uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn and uh, John Favreau. John Favreau. Okay, yeah. I don't know how I mix them up with Ray Liotta, but I knew it was like huh. those are not that similar in my mind map. I think it makes more sense than sure. it does. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I know the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. I promise. Um, not being that daft, I just uh, knew it was a brunette dude. <laughs> yeah, <a> brunette dude, <laughs> which is so common. <laughs> That's not narrowing it down. Yeah, I I can't. I don't know any other brunettes. Yeah, you're, right. <laughs> you're a brunette. Oh, I could have mistaken I? you. Are you in this movie? Is that I am, you too? I'm actually, yeah. I am Ray Liotta. Um, oh, <laughs> well, R. let's R. hope P. not. Mm. Yeah, because you're a ghost. That's true. Yeah, um, yeah that one's a bummer. I, to be honest, I haven't watched this in a good 20 years. When did you first see it? Did you see it closer to when it opened? Or? You know what? Later. I watched it. I think I watched it. My parents liked this movie a lot. Okay. So I think I watched it, you know, I don't know if I watched it with them, but I know it was on HBO all the time. Mm-hmm. It was one of those HBO movies mm-hmm. that was just on yeah. all the time right. during the late 90s Heavy rotation. And stuff. Yeah. So I watched it and I was also, um, I think we, we had talked about this before, but like I was really in the swing music in the 1990s or yeah. early 1990s. Before it was even popular in the 90s. Yeah, like, exactly. Like pre-grunge, I was all about swing. Mm-hmm. It don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. That's the way I was. Yep. And um, so I was uh, definitely drawn to it because of that. And it does kind of map the Is this about swing music? The movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool yeah oh okay cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't know i mean swingers could in this time in these times where everyone whether they are or not are trying polyamory and yeah, which can sure. be an extension of swinging oh depending yeah on what we're talking about <laughs> i had no Very idea or maybe they movie, were swinging yeah. from jungle gyms like i didn't know i mean yeah. i didn't think it was the latter mm-hmm. i i didn't think it was about polyamory either but i oh yeah that's I, why we're that's why i was playing swing music before we watched this yeah Oh, I'm just, well, you put on Squirrel Nut Zippers and that's like one of my favorite um, Mm -hmm. bands from childhood. So I was just like, sure, it's always Squirrel Nut Zipper O'Clock. Like Mm -hmm. that didn't even register as a choice to me. Right. Yeah, it's about the uh, mid 90, uh, if you guys, some of you weren't born yet, but like, yeah, in the mid 90s, uh, there was a swing revival in. Did this movie help revive that? 
Um, it was part of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I am missing this chapter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like for those of you who don't know, like in the mid nineties, there was, there was a ska revival and I don't know how closely linked this yeah, is. It was very pro trumpets, I will yes. say, but I don't. The band nerds were, yeah. had something to be, feel cool ska about. Ska was a little more short lived though in terms of mainstream. Cause like the third. The, Wait, yeah, yeah yeah because like the the yeah because like mighty mighty boston's and real, uh, real big fish had some huge mm-hmm. hits but they went away pretty f- like they remain they still tour but i mean uh, sure. at least real big fish does but um in terms of mainstream success whereas like swing music yeah that kind of went away too but culturally it it was in gap commercials yeah do you remember those right. the swing dancing and gap Jump commercials well. yeah, yeah like that was a it wasn't just music. It like was a cultural mm-hmm. moment, which I guess is what you're talking to because it started in L.A. Mm-hmm. in the mid-90s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So this is kind of... Uh, uh, obviously, it's like... right. Uh, John Favreau wrote this, mm. um, which now people know him. He wrote... You he wrote, wrote Elf, right? Uh, yeah, he wrote Elf. Um, also, he wrote The Mandalorian, uh, which is you know, a huge Star Wars hit now. He's a huge Star Wars fan mm. and, a, and a famous foodie. And also at this time, he had a show on IFC called um, Dinner for Five, mm-hmm. where he would have five or four uh, guests, mm-hmm. and they would just sit and have dinner and talk. Nice. And it was it was such a good show. And I kind of wish that there was a show like that now. Now they kind of do it when they have like the Oscars and they mm-hmm. have like the actors round, round table. Chelsea so like, Handler's done some of that too. Like she's gotten all her friends mm, like stoned and they have conversations yeah. on one of her Netflix stuff. Not all the time, but it was mm-hmm. like laced into episodes. Right. And so like I used to, so like John Favreau, I, I think he's a very interesting person. And it's so interesting that now I'm like a big fan of his, his Star Wars stuff right, too. So right. I'm like, that's kind of cool. And he's very, um, he's very humble about it too. He's mm-hmm. He just seems like a really cool he dude. He seems yeah. pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah grounded for sure yeah. and you know like he writes about his interests and and uh, at this time i it's definitely swing music and uh is this does this movie take place in the 90s or is yeah, it a, 90s, okay yeah. okay so i wasn't sure if it was current. like a period uh-huh. piece about swing or, yeah. yeah yeah it's a very it's it's about the swing revival it, it's i mean it's not specifically about it but it's okay it, it, it's part of the swing revival yeah. and vince vaughn um this was like one of his first big roles right i think so yeah yeah, yeah. This is, i mean when you see him you're gonna be like oh he's i mean he is baby he's a baby yeah, yeah. they're both babies in it um somebody that you might know ron livingston is oh, yeah. he yeah in, i know him is he in sex in the city or something i think so wasn't he in office space also yes, yes. yeah that guy yeah. Oh, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, and he was in Sex in the City. He, he was? was? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was assuming, I just assume any actor from, <laughs> so any white actor from the 90s is going That's to like be That's like remotely Sex handsome was yeah. probably, I mean, you're yeah. not, yes and no. Yes and no, because there wasn't a lot of big names on Sex in the City. Like there's working actors who maybe became bigger. Sure, yeah. Uh, like Bradley Cooper has like a blink and you miss it episode wow. type thing. And no one knew it was Bradley Cooper at the time. It was oh, yeah, more like upon a rewatch. We were like, is that Bradley Cooper at that party with Tick Carey? <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah. So it's less than you think. But you were right. Because we've also seen My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which has... Oh, shoot. What's his name? I'm blanking on his name. Um, the lead actor that married um, into the family. Ian. 
I Ian Miller. But Ian he Miller, has a name. John Corbett. John Corbett. Yeah. yeah. He has a huge arc on Sex in the City mm-hmm. and is yeah. allegedly coming back to and just like that. They're terrible revival. So um yeah, I, you, yeah. Were, you were on the right track. Yeah, for sure. yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Ron Livingston's in it. I I thought it was funny at the time. I mean, we'll see how it aged. I don't know. It but you liked be. it when you saw yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it when I saw it. Have you and seen it a bunch or just not maybe, in a while? Probably like twice, two or three oh, okay. times. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's more than, more than one. Yeah. Cause I, and then I had like an ex-girlfriend who liked the movie too. So, I think I watched it at a, like a midnight showing or something. Mm-hmm. So that sounds right to me. Nice. I used to, I, back when midnight showings were new. Mm-hmm. Now they're just like. <laughs> yeah, regular. Like, well, I mean, I guess they're not midnight showings anymore, but just like alternate, like outdoor theater mm-hmm. screenings or whatever. But yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think it's fun. And yeah, it's, it's interesting because there's some places on here now that I'm like, oh, that's not there anymore. Mm. Um, because it's mostly, honestly, like in Los Feliz, mm-hmm. Franklin Village, mm-hmm. uh, in oh, wow. Hollywood and stuff. Yeah, so. Wow. No, I'm, ign- now yeah. I'm excited yeah. about the swing revival. <laughs> I didn't, I would have seen this movie probably a long time ago. Yeah. I just thought it was about players or something. Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, I don't know what, I don't know where I got any information about this sure. movie from, so yeah. I can't even pretend. <laughs> but yeah. I, for whatever reason, had no idea it was about that. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. And it's, um, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it definitely like follows the characters. I'm not going to give too much more mm-hmm. away. Sure. Yeah. Fair. It's fun, and I guess we'll see. Yeah. Should we finally watch yeah, it? Yeah, let's finally watch All it. All right, we'll be back in a flash. Bye. I have seen Swingers now. We're back, yes. Yes, we're back. Um... I think I'm going to sort of steal your phrase from like my big fat Greek wedding. Not yeah. really my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to rank it though. Otherwise, because parts of it I liked. Parts of it were relatable being mm-hmm. in show business. And we'll circle back to aspects of that. A lot of it was just sort of um, just not my cup of tea. It just, yeah. you know, and, and if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, I, I have a lower threshold for some male gaze stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just took me a while to get on board. But I like, I like how it ended, though. Yeah, the for sure. The yeah. ending was quite fun. Mm-hmm. It just felt like yeah. a couple different... I didn't know what movie we were in to some extent. Like, Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, are we watching Boys Will Be Boys? Are we watching a single guy get confident again? Are we watching, uh, you know, Turf Wars? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of, like, are we watching an actor's story? Like, there was just a lot of... Um, yeah. Thrown at. I, I, it took me a minute to assimilate. But and I, and I think that this is a symptom of... Um, because I'm I mostly agree with, agree mm-hmm. with you to be honest. Like this is a good twenty years out from yeah. when I first saw it, or not when I or from when I last saw it. Okay, got you. Um, oh, that's a while. Yeah. Yeah, like I was yeah. saying, like I had an ex girlfriend that really liked this movie, gotcha. and we used to swing dance. So it oh, was cute, like a, cute, cute. <laughs> it was so yeah. Anything that had swing dancing in it, but um, yeah, no, I totally. I think it. Uh, going back to your thing where it's so diffuse with mm-hmm. that, I do think it's a symptom of just kind of indie movie. Mm. It, this is like, a, I mean, this is when there's like an indie movie explosion pretty right. much or the tail end. You know, this is uh, probably starting with like, you know, Quentin Tarantino's early mm-hmm. movies, Clerks as well mm-hmm. with um, Kevin, uh, Smith. Kevin Smith yeah. and such. So like there's a lot of indie, you know, this is, 
kind of that tail end crescendo because like I think a year later Rushmore comes out. Mm-hmm. So I think with that, I think it was just so diffuse. And it's and it's weird because like watching it, they're they're making references to movies. Mm-hmm. Like shots in the movies, and then they're doing those shots. And mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, you haven't seen Goodfellas yet. They mentioned Goodfellas, and then they redid Goodfellas. Oh, okay. When they walked in t- through the kitchen. Oh, okay. That's a reference. I was to- wondering why they were walking through a kitchen. I was like, this just feels a little, yeah, something. That- I couldn't put my finger mm-hmm. on it, but it felt out of place. But yeah. if it's a reference, that makes more sense. So I would say, like, there was so many shots in here where I was like, oh, that, that's. They just talked about that, and this is a reference to that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I think I I almost think that it's in in a way, and I think Kevin Smith also suffers from this a little bit, mm-hmm. where it's too. They're basically, and I think this is about John Favreau. He's such a film fan. He's mm-hmm. a fan of a film, mm-hmm. and first, and then like a movie. I mean, obviously, he's tightened up over the years, but, yeah. you know, he I think he was like, you know, I got to reference the greats and I got to do, you know, right. I got to pay my due. And uh, I mean, and this is just like classic indie, especially first mm-hmm. like indie movie. Uh, yeah. And it does kind of have that um, storytelling where it's just kind of like. Yeah, where where is this going? Which I often mm-hmm. like. Like one of I've referenced this a few times, but like Boogie Nights is one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. and the plot's really subtle in that. It's a lot yeah. of vignettes of what the characters are up to throughout the the movie. Um, I felt like this movie was just a little slow paced. Like some of the scenes mm-hmm. breathed too much, and I like scenes that breathe. I've also talked about other movies that we've seen that I'm like, eh. We've used the expression, I think it was with both The Shining and The God... Or no, it was more The Godfather. We were saying it walked mm-hmm. so others could crawl and stuff. And I was just like, oh, this is kind of in the time period where they they could have done a little edit. They could have... Mm-hmm. Or talked a little faster yeah. or something. something. But um, that's part of what made it a little... It was a dry watch for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't on the edge of my seat. Yeah. But I wasn't like bored witless either it just i kind of oscillated between like maybe this is interesting to and a lot of it was the pacing in my opinion yeah i could i could deal with some of the boy mentality aspects Mm -hmm. if it was a little snappier sure but we had too much room to breathe in those scenes so i was like okay i'm over these white boys i am over it. it it's such a weird era of of guys in general know. like you know it's like woodstock 99 yeah like it's, exactly it's, we're revving up to that mentality mm-hmm. and and again like this is kind of like i know and just from knowing john favreau i know that this is like satirical like they're yeah um it didn't read knows. that way perfectly though like almost 30 years out sure it yeah. didn't i you you right before we started filming you you mentioned satire i was like oh that makes sense mm-hmm. i was not looking at the movie through that lens that did yeah. not pop for me maybe i'm daft but or maybe that just didn't age sometimes yeah. when you're making fun of something in its own time it is mm-hmm. a you had to be the reference sure and i, and I, I would have been too young to understand what was happening that. in this la town yeah i was still a kid yeah you're you're on the east coast uh, yeah that too doing, that too yeah um 
you know, I, I think, you know, this was so mm-hmm. super duper common. Yeah. Chain wallets. and I remember that stuff. I kind of remember the bowling shirts, too. Bowling shirts, yes. Um, it was like Drew Carey uh, yeah, era. Yeah, Chandler Bing had a few of those, yeah. too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was like in terms of the actual socialization, that would have been, and still I think is over my head for that mm-hmm. specific for sure, LA yeah. time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I was really excited because the intro showed, like, a lot of places that I um, that aren't there anymore. Mm. And it's so sad because they they referenced, like, a few places. They, um, they went to a place called The Galaxy. And I remember when I was a kid because, like, all the, all the, like, punk mm. bands and, like, would play there and stuff. Oh, cool. And I remember always wanting to go, but it shut down. Oh, um, like my, my parents used to go there all the time. So I used to see all the ticket stubs and, you know, all the cool stuff from there that I, you know, didn't have access to because I was It's under. like me and CBGBs on the East Coast. Exactly. They closed before I could make it. Um, yeah. I was not thrilled about that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like that shut down, obviously, before I was, uh, yeah, able to go. And, um, there are several other places. Uh, of course, they had the Derby in there, mm-hmm. which uh, is literally right down the street from where I live or would be if it was still there. And yeah. I'm like, damn. Did some of these places close in the pandemic or were most toasts before? These were toasts. Because I know 101 I Cafe closed in the pandemic, yeah. the Best Western Hotel mm-hmm. one. Um, but it's reopened to be basically the, the, the same Clark, thing. It's now. the Clark Street Diner. Street Diner. Yeah. and. Yeah. Named after you. <laughs> uh, yeah, named after me. They were like, hey, we, what are we going to name this after? So um, that actually, uh, yeah, it's basically the same thing. It's yeah. actually almost exactly the same thing. It was thing. so cute in the 90s, though, where it was like also like a soda mm-hmm. shop or convenience store. And I forgot it was like that. It wasn't like that. Because I thought it was 101, but that's why I turned to you and I was like, mm-hmm. wait, where is this? And you're like, that's the 101. Because I used to go there before it closed, mm-hmm. like after UCB shows or like... I had a writing partner where we would just hang out there sometimes. Um, so I was sad to see it go. But that's so cute. It reminded me of a place in Miami that my parents used to go to mm-hmm. in like North Miami that was like a soda shop that was also a convenience store, but it had a restaurant. Yeah. It was very similar dinery feel. But, right. you know, and I was just like, oh, I miss places like that. Right, I, I really exactly. do. Yeah. And like the mid 2000s, I think they had that. Um, they took out that part. Yeah, it, it was really... F- it, it, even the part when they went to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I used to go to all those casinos, like Stardust mm. and everything, and the Sands. And... Stardust, that's where Showgirls takes place. Oh, funny. Yeah, yeah, which is on our list nebulously. We bumped it for reasons, and we haven't put it back on, but... Uh, cool, yeah, no, I... Wow, that's cool. Because, yeah, yeah I... I think we used to stay there a lot. We used to stay there in the Tropicana all the time in Circus Circus, obviously, because mm-hmm. we were kids. It's so weird because I always think about like old Vegas. If they were just to not redecorate, mm-hmm. it I, it would be so much more popular right now. I feel mm-hmm. except for I mean, there's some really cool places now, but like I don't know. Nostalgia's like, in though, yeah. Like mid-century, everything yeah. is. It, yeah very instagrammable i think too mm-hmm. like which we're still in that culture of course right but uh las vegas that city changes so fast it's crazy from yeah you've never been right once i was okay. there once when i was like 23 for like a work trip for a job i had very briefly mm-hmm. um it was not a good fit but i mean like i was mostly working so i didn't really get to explore yeah. too much we had one night that we went on the strip 
I'm not a gambler and now I'm not even a drinker. So like mm-hmm. I'm not anti Vegas. I would actually totally go to mm-hmm. hang out uh, yeah. 100%, but I'd probably be more by the pool or wanting to just walk yeah. around and just, it's good you know, taking stuff. the, you know, I don't know. Vegas was interesting to me though. It's definitely mm-hmm. a different kind of town. There's, there's a lot more. There's a lot of stuff to do in, in mm-hmm. Vegas, like yeah. in actuality. Well, it's a family um, destination at this yeah. point, too. It's still known for being Sin City, but it's definitely yeah. for families as well, which is quite the juxtaposition. But Exactly. Well, it's weird because, like, I've seen it through different... It's weird because it was in the... I used to go in the 80s, mm-hmm. and, oh, boy, it was rough, but my parents were gambling addicts. Uh, they weren't. Oh. They weren't. It was just where my family mm-hmm. liked to go, but, like, we would go... And uh, but it was it was sketch sketchy sketch mm. to the max and um, <laughs> it's um, had its it it goes to f- like sometimes it swings to family friendly it just depends yeah. on when you get there but yeah actually if you are uh, this is I don't work for them but <laughs> if you ever go to Vegas go to Omega Mart and that's the Meow Wolf oh, our installation that stuff. Yeah. it is the coolest thing and also Universal is going to have a 365 well a year round mm-hmm. i don't know if they're going to be open every single day but like they're going to have a year round halloween horror nights there i'm actually so shocked that there are not more theme parks in vegas i know they have like the yeah. stratosphere coaster and like some other stuff in vegas but it makes so much sense that universal or disney should have some kind of property out there mm-hmm. especially since it's such a travel destination yeah. the weather it doesn't snow you don't have to worry about you yeah. know rides getting whatever like rusted it doesn't really rain that much um i'm genuinely shocked that there's not disney vegas yeah for sure because circus circus actually had the adventure dome mm-hmm. and it was like a theme park inside okay. oh yeah i remember seeing something about that right yeah but nothing to the scale of like a disney right but, right uh, the only thing is that it gets exceptionally hot from pretty much it's true may to but that's October. also orlando I mean, a hundred. But it's humid. 18. It's humid. Though. I understand. One hundred percent humidity. Saw, that's pretty bad. I saw a man fall on the floor one time, and he literally got like two degree, second degree burns. Oh, I believe that. Over. That's crazy. Yeah. So, but I, honestly, I know, I know it's a dry heat, but I'm just telling you, you oh, could only, you yeah. could only survive for a little bit. Oh, of like, course, yeah. of course. Because um, that's almost worse in a way because you de- you get dehydrated. There were times where you'd be there and mm-hmm. you're only drinking. I mean, it's such a bad combo because you're drinking alcohol. They should do an indoor theme park then. Like, um, I mean, they probably. I mean, that's what the Universal things going to be. But yeah, um, that makes sense. But most of the hotels do. It's pretty much a theme park. I inside. know. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. By the way, uh, listeners, Clark and I are now <laughs> neighborhood pass level, uh, which is like an annual mm-hmm. pass for Universal Studios Hollywood. Yeah. And um, we've already had some fun TikTok stuff and we're going to go back whenever the hell we want. So yeah, exactly. if you want we're fun theme park stuff, follow us on TikTok. Let's finally watch it because there's tons of fun movie stuff there. And yeah. We also just like to get stoned and ride roller coasters. Yeah, so. it's really... Uh, <laughs> Which is what we did last time. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to be opening up the Super Mario World. I think they did this week. Oh, did they? The 17th, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's what they were saying. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm um, excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm like, 
Yeah, I hope it's not too crowded. I know it's going to be too crowded. Well, we can literally go just to do that ride because yeah. we're past yeah. over. So it's, it takes the ambition out of having a full day. It's in, yeah. No, so. You get like a, I don't know, like a cupcake, a Mario cupcake. I don't know what they have. Like that looks like a mushroom. That'd be fun. I think they have that, right? They probably They should. Do. I mean, they had so much. Like they had like uh, Mario star purses. And, yeah. Like, they had they some had pretty some... cool. Like, mm-hmm. I was almost tempted. I, I'm like, no, I wouldn't really wear this, but it was pretty cute. Right. Their, yeah. their selection of Mario paraphernalia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like pretty cool. But like one of the things that I forgot is that they started off by going to Las Vegas. Now, this is a funny thing in my life because me and my cousin, mm-hmm. like, I know I was making fun of like my family for being gambling addicts, but we kind we grew up mm-hmm. around Vegas, around casinos. My cousin, like I would get out from from school like on a Friday, my cousin would be like, "Hey, we're gonna go to Las Vegas." He he has not seen this movie. Mm-hmm. He doesn't watch movies mm-hmm. like this, anyways. Uh, <laughs> he has not seen this movie, mm-hmm. so this wasn't a thing that he thought up right 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 but he would be like i'm gonna come pick you up we're gonna go to vegas like at nine at night or Or, yeah yeah similar and it's and it was so funny because you could kind of see their enthusiasm at the beginning Mm -hmm. of that trip and that is exactly how it is because you're just like oh it's like not an instant trip and we're going no it's so close you can do it but it's a long ass ride yeah because i've I've driven past vegas to mm -hmm. visit one of my best friends who was in town visiting her dad in mesquite nevada yeah and um yeah it's a long drive yeah yeah so we would drive there and we would drive back i mean we lived in west Co. i will say we lived in west covina and that's a little bit closer. Yeah, because you don't have to get out of the city. Yeah, yeah it's, that so that traffic isn't too... So it's a little bit easier than doing it now from here, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy for them to do it. I don't know if you recognize that building that he lived at, but it was right across from U, U, uh, UCB. Um, okay, it looked like... I knew it was in that general neighborhood, yeah. but I couldn't... I, I didn't clock it verbatim. Franklin and Bronson, right there. Oh, it's so right by the Scientology Celebrity yeah, Center. right across, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, I do think I knew people that lived in that building. Yeah. One of my friends had friends there. I think I was there one, I, unless it's a different building. Uh, there's a few kind of around there. But mm-hmm. um, the only time I've seen though the the the, the enthusiasm on a road trip change on in a movie was in um, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. Yes. You know, like Tucson, and then the car keeps backfiring, and it like different scenario, mm-hmm. but it is. It's so true with traveling. You're so excited at the start. I've done a lot of road trips in mm-hmm. my life, having lived in a lot of places and driving the dogs with me to vacation with me and that kind of thing. Uh, oh, my God. Like, you're so excited to hit the road. But it takes only an hour in where you're like, yeah. oh, this is redundant and boring. You're like, and let's turn back. Should I'm tired. Back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Are we there yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, having to keep up. And, like, me and my cousin would go. And it was kind of like... We would play for a little bit, and then we would hit a buff. Invisible mm-hmm. would usually, we would stay up through the night. Yeah. I mean, I don't really sleep that much, so it, yeah. it never really affected me that that much. It would be like we'd go get, we'd lose all of our money, and almost exactly like that. <laughs> like at that time, we were really the more money I made in my life, like as I got different jobs and mm-hmm. made more money, like. I don't lose at the casino the way I used to before, Mm -hmm. despite having less money. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But yeah, we would just... You're saying you spent more when you had less. 
Yes. Is that what you're saying? That does make sense, though, because I think when you start to elevate in your career, yeah. you're more protective. Like, you, you know how much hard work has gone well, into it. And no, I you, just won more. Oh, <laughs> like, well, then you just no, lucky I, son of a gun, you. <laughs> no, I was just, I just had bad luck whenever I'd go. I would, mm. like, we would have to hide money in the car. So you couldn't have so access have to it. So have gas, at least. To get oh, home. my God. Yeah. That's, we were pretty bad. And sometimes this was... This was at the reservation casinos, mm-hmm. so it was a little bit closer, like Pachanga. Mm-hmm. And we would go there sometimes, and we would. My my cousin would be like, "I'm gonna bet, I'm gonna bet two hundred dollars on blackjack. If I lose, we're leaving immediately." Mm-hmm. One time, it, I was like, "Jonathan, please, we have." Mm-hmm. Come on, we drove all the way here. I, right, we, right. Nope, we lost. Let's get the hell. And so. But anyway, so it was it's, so very it's kind relatable, of funny. very relatable. Yeah. Too. And it's uh, so it was very funny uh, with that. But it's just it's just funny to see like them being posers. And it's crazy to see Vince Vaughn so young. He's like a he, baby. Yeah, almost, he yeah. did look young. But what struck me more was his voice. Mm-hmm. It got a lot. Um, his yes. voice, even just like five years later or yeah. 10 years later, it's, he's almost squeaky in this. Like, not literally, sure. he has a man's voice, but, like, he always reminded me. I had a friend in Denver, and I think I told him this once. I'm like, you sound so much like Vince Vaughn. Like, if I'm not looking at you when you're walking, like, when we're walking down the street or if we're on the phone, mm-hmm. I, like, think of Vince Vaughn. And that's, like, a neutral thing. It's not good or bad. You know what I mean? But it was just, you like, just he had like, such a distinctive. Yeah. There was, like, a low timber and, like, mm-hmm. a little bit of vocal fry but not like a ton, you know, but enough to be like huskier, which can be good on a man. But like, he didn't have that voice in this movie. I'm like, yeah. that's not Vince Vaughn. It feels like he's dubbed over. Like, that's this is crazy. Right. Like that threw me way more than how young he was. Yeah. Yeah. He theoretically, I think he might be, they might, they might actually be 25, 24, 25 in this. They like, look older though. Like we do. have this conversation all We've... the time in our real life about like how people are aging and yeah. we keep adding layers and nuance to it. Especially if one of us finds like a YouTube video that we text each other. But like. 24 year olds look so differently mm-hmm. even when i was 24 even when i was 28 i, I think they look 32 yeah maybe i don't sure, even know yeah. nebulously maybe older maybe younger they just look like an evergreen adult that's not 40 mm-hmm. yeah. that's all that's the age that they are which is a huge spectrum but yeah. like literally even like the friends like um ron livingston looked yeah the same to me like yeah. he didn't look young I mean, a little, little younger, but like he didn't look 24. Their other friend, the one that like pulled out the gun. I know he had a baby face, but he still didn't look 24 to me. And you know what I've seen? I mean, you've, so you've seen him in other things, but he doesn't, he gained a lot of weight after this, but but yeah. like He looked vaguely familiar. Like by the end, I was like, I know I've seen him, but he didn't ping for me right away. Right. Yeah. I think he was on like a, he's been on a few like sitcoms or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. And that's like what 30 year, they're they're 30 year olds acting like 24 year olds. Like that's how it felt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just did the math. He would have been 20. Um, yeah, that would have been 25. Yeah. Wow. Was, yeah, so it was, my favorite joke was the um, the Age of Enlightenment. Because it was like, oh, you... Mm. Uh, you what scene ha- was it? So when they were in the Las Vegas diner, mm. and they were saying, you could have breakfast anytime. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'll have pancakes 
in the age of enlightenment so Mm -hmm. a time Mm -hmm. you know it was Mm -hmm. a dumb joke yeah and he was like oh this waitress she's not gonna know this yeah but then she and then she said hey hang on voltaire and i was like oh my god and it and it just shows how these people think that they're and so smart have we seen smarter than everyone right exactly and they're like pedestrians they're average like exactly yeah they're not dumb but they're not great thinkers of our time (laughs) well i mean i think that's what's funny about it because they're like writing off all these people especially women yeah but they're jokes on them the jokes on them always like when uh the uh the woman that played dorothy Mm -hmm. the the, Mm -hmm. uh, dorothy and call back to another one of our podcasts we have a couple of these in this yeah so yeah it was just funny because and she was like, oh, who's your booking agent? And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, wait, who's your East Coast representative? Uh-huh. And she was like, she knows all of And he's like, oh, okay. I can't uh, pretend. Yeah. But yeah. I also do kind of relate to that because there is paying your dues. It's not like you just go to L.A. and automatically have an agent, too. Sure. Yeah. You know, and especially with comedy, it's such an awkward thing out here because it's like there is stand up, but it's not a stand up town the way people imagine it's not like new york Mm -mm. and like you're really playing a lot of free shows that don't require Mm -hmm. a manager for a while whether you're doing stand-up or improv or Mm -hmm. like whatever it is like this whole ecosystem and even though she was right and she knew her shit that is also a real thing where people don't know their shit and they just like well why aren't you on saturday night live already did you audition for them you should audition for them exactly you don't have an agent go get yourself an agent it's like well okay an agent has to sign me or like whatever stage we're at it doesn't matter but i mean like I don't know. It's just like there. It's it's a two sided scene to me because you're right. She knew her shit, but mm-hmm. she. But also, that's the most it's so annoying to be in show business and talk about your career mm-hmm. with people who are not in show business. Sure, yeah. You yeah. know, it's a little bit but of both to me. I'm thinking it's because she's probably a comedian. Like she's or probably she, successful, or, she, or if too, she's acting yeah. as Dorothy, she's some kind of exactly. actress. So like, yeah, yeah. You right? People, real actors take jobs in vegas i had a friend that went out there for a while my cousin is an actor and he lived in vegas for several years doing um i forget the name of it but it was a quartet show like a singing thing that was pretty successful i think for a couple years so i mean like Mm -hmm. very real actors (laughs) act in vegas Mm -hmm. you can't bullshit if that's what you're trying to do in vegas you can maybe do that in tallahassee but vegas is not the place to do that no it's i mean it's show business adjacent. It's like uh, it, yeah. <laughs> it is show business in its own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's like Ellie's cousin in a lot yeah. of ways. I think Las Vegas is more like Los Angeles than it is any other I would part agree. where it's at. Yeah, yeah. so I would um, agree. And they have all these like singers, have residencies, and exactly, other people yeah. come to town and play big venues. So yeah, yeah, that's not the place to exactly smooth in a flattering more flattering than you are direction <laughs> yeah um but it's so funny that like from the beginning john favreau's character uh mike is it mike yep. yeah mike and he's like it just yeah he's a he's a sad sap mm-hmm. you know i couldn't oh man i couldn't i didn't hate the character but like i was so confused about how i was supposed to feel about him the whole time because it was like on one hand breakups are hard and i love seeing men actually struggle with that like he was the sensitive one of the group he was more in touch with his feelings and everyone was trying to gaslight him out of his feelings or toxic positivity out and some of they had good intentions that's often what people Mm -hmm. that do that do that needs to be kind of more normalized 
but it's still not always helpful or it's not at the right moment or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And so like there was good traits, but he also just, he was so bland to me. Like he had no personality. Sure. And he I, was just a guy, a nice enough guy, you mm-hmm. know? And I'm like, that's not a whole hero's tale. Like just being nice, like the oh, bare yeah. minimum of a human being. So I wasn't, I thought I, cause I do like John Favreau, but I just wasn't as charmed by him in this for some reason. And I was just, yeah. I don't know. I was just on the fence the whole time with this movie. Like I yeah. was on the fence the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were like, um, Oh God! What's a famous fence? I guess. <laughs> um, um. Anyways, you yeah. grabbed you grabbed your foil. You were fencing, mm-hmm. I, and I think in a lot of ways, like again, that kind of goes back to the whole, you know, because I I get what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. but it's also like, uh, like pick a lane, pick a yeah, lane. Yeah, the execution yeah. of it's just not clear to yeah. me. Yeah, and I think you know again. The time that this came yeah. I, I, So he was like, I don't want him to be so much of an asshole. I don't want him to be like Trent. I don't want him to be like right. an asshole. But I also want him to be kind of likable. But I also do want him to come from this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I grew up in my 20s. I knew people like this. Mm-hmm. I had friends like that, you mm-hmm. know. And when your personality is sad sack, it's like a little hard to... Or even like, I can deal with a sad sack. That's fine to me. But like have a cool interest, have other stuff to talk about mm-hmm. on occasion or yeah, exactly. be funny. If you're a comedian, be mm-hmm. fucking funny. He wasn't that funny. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. He struck out a few times, like most notably right before he announced that he was a comedian. Oh, we're not in Kansas anymore. That's what it was. And that just kind of fell flat. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm in comedy or whatever the role was. Or what do you right. do? I'm a comedian. Yeah. Um, I thought he was a writer at first for some reason. Cause mm-hmm. he had, writer vibes in that first scene where we're getting to know yeah, him maybe. i don't know why i thought he was more in the writing end but yeah exactly yeah i mean that's i mean hey he was 20 i know a 35 year look looking old 25 yeah. year old but uh you know that's kind of that time in life i mm-hmm. feel Figure, figuring it out yeah um especially being new to la and i think that was kind of funny that I mean, I'm a native, so yeah. I have no concept of this, but um, I hear people come here a lot uh, to Los Angeles. <laughs> like me. Hi. Um, oh, really? Oh, I'm transported here, yes. Oh, huh. I've been exported from the East Coast. Yes. Yeah. So it was kind of funny to kind of see that, especially with his friend, mm-hmm. Ron, who mm-hmm. is also played from by there. Ron Liv- Livingston. He, yeah, he's from New York and stuff, mm-hmm. and it just like this perception of Los Angeles that people have from the East coast. And well, I found that scene where they're talking like Ron Livingston actually gave him the most acceptable pep talk. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think, um, Great. cause like at this point he had been depressed for six months and you know what I mean? It wasn't in the beginning and it was the mm-hmm. most level headed. And th- you know, I think it's okay to admit that you're not doing well. I think there needs to be more neutrality. It doesn't have to be killing it or being a loser. It can mm-hmm. just be like, I'm trying and it's hard. And he was being a little positive, but what I did love, and this just sort of struck me, um, where he was like, I came out here cause you came out here mm-hmm. and you were making it. He's like, I'm not making it. And I've had accidental like glowing, if you will, not that anyone has come out here cause they've seen anything I've done. I don't have friends that are interested in doing this actually. Uh, but like that don't live here, but like they think I'm killing it, mm-hmm. especially pre pandemic when I was like doing a show a night. Yeah. Right. Everyone's yeah. like, wow, like you are just like 
killing it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, there's five people in the audience sometimes, or that was for free, or whatever it may or may not be. But like, there's such, even pre social media, there's an illusion of success for just being in Los Angeles, kind of. It's not that simple, but there is that weird like pipeline where if you do anything in this industry, it's like, whoa, you've made it. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, I mean, that is a different perspective. I mean, yeah. like sometimes when you're here, you lose perspective yeah, of that. That's true so too. it's like, you know, yes to yeah. yes and no to both uh, on both of the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you kind of find your way and you kind of find, you know, you feel lost or whatever. and But you yeah. come back to where uh, the reason why you do all these things. And um, yeah, so it was kind of funny and it was funny that ron livingston was going to be goofy i'm yeah. like that's a far drive, he has to drive i kept thinking that too but i think i do wonder if that was a writer's choice just to make the role communicable yeah and la people so. would just be driven crazy knowing about the traffic it would take to get to disney but like which isn't even that far but it would be a hell of a commute it, for a job you don't day. even like yeah. you know um but like that is that was also something that like i've heard versions of mm-hmm. this conversation where it's like you feel like you're an above a job and then if you don't get it you're like i'd kill to have that job i know and like because it is all a, yeah it is all like a perspective thing when you're paying your dues and trying to break in it's like you could be hamlet or whatever it was that he was right. saying that he was um but like there's so many like there's so many actors that um i had like a young roommate for a little while uh, before I moved to the place I'm at now. And he was like 21, 22, somewhere in there. Sweet kid. And he was hoping for his big break, like all the time. And we had to have so many conversations where I wouldn't like crush him, but I'd be like, Hey, do you know the actor, Matt Zucri? Um, Do you know who he is? He's like a TV guy more Mm -hmm. than anything. He was on Gilmore girls for a while. Now he's on the resident, which is like Mm -hmm. a medical drama. Mm -hmm. He was on, a good wife i think um either which way though he has had this amazing 20-year career mm-hmm. kind of stays out of the tabloids uh but like very much a working actor and his first role ever i think was on like freaks and geeks mm-hmm. and something else like literally he booked the first things that he auditioned for and then didn't work for several years jason siegel another one where he booked at freaks and geeks also that was yeah. like one of his first rodeos same with seth rogan seth rogan's career did take off a little faster Jason Siegel did not have a job for like five years, practically. Like he really was like, and then how I met your mother and forgetting Sarah Marshall. But it's like, you could be so successful, even if it's relative, even if you book a commercial Mm -hmm. or you are Hamlet in a a low paying, but prestigious Shakespeare production or or Mm -hmm. whatever it may or may not be. That's not a guarantee. Momentum is going to keep going. Mm -hmm. That's just the way this industry is. Like, look at even big stars. They disappear for a while and come back and Mm -hmm. Brendan Fraser, like, you know, like it's just, uh, it's not over till it's over, but you're, you're, you're never going to feel successful either. Yeah. To an extent, you're never going to feel safe. And I've accepted that. Like I'm dink. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm yeah, exactly. And it's like, and again, it's about putting it in perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to like, and that's easier that to see with to... age, I think. That's yeah. what I was bringing up my younger Yeah, roommate. exactly. I'm like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody has... You're so young. Mm-hmm. You're going to have ups and downs, and I hope you're very successful. But it's okay if you're not Tom Cruise from the jump. It's okay. Right. It's okay. Exactly. <laughs> and also, you have to 
really i mean because a big part of that is like not celebrating your wins enough and Uh so and like only thinking about your losses and i think that happens to a lot of people Mm -hmm. you know i've heard i think this is an expression but i've heard steve colbert actually say stephen colbert say because you uh, on the the documentary too funny to fail about the dana carvey Mm -hmm. show and he was on that he's like he he said when you're working you think you're always gonna work and when you're not working you think you're never going to work again. And that just has really stuck with me because that I have my own versions of that for sure. Right. For sure. Good and bad. Yeah, it's very true. So I thought, I I think that's such an interesting aspect to it. I mean, because obviously every, almost everybody in it is a transplant. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually don't know about Trent and, he was from, didn't they say that's the gun guy, right? No. Oh, because he was from sort of around there. He was from a different city. That's yeah, that LA, was right? Sue. He's from Anaheim. Anaheim. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, which which is, one was Trent? Uh, that's Vince Vaughn. Um, um, yeah, that wasn't clear. I don't think. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think he has any aspirations. I think he's probably just a piece of shit that came to LA. That, he's a party you know, boy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we all know the type. Mm-hmm. And um, Oh, he was an actor though. Hence that whole after school oh, special thing. Oh, he was an actor. Okay. Yeah. And it was funny because you could tell John Favreau's character has heard that story every single time they've gone out and pressed chicks for a minute. I didn't realize. And this is a joke that didn't land with me. Usually this would be my humor. But the fact that he auditioned to be a child Mm -hmm. in an after school special at 24 years old, like that was how that scene was kind of Mm -hmm. buttoned. I didn't guffaw at that really. That's the stuff I usually find funny, but I kind of was so... I wondered at one point if that's what it was just because he's such a weirdo. But then I was also like, is this guy seriously trying to impress the ladies by telling him a story of being a child actor? Because mm-hmm. like, it's also really weird to me when people talk too much about their young selves. Mm-hmm. Like I dated a guy who was turning 30 and he still bragged about how his debate team in high school won states or some important mm. ch- tournament. And that's cool. I'm for people having like cool lived experiences, but he brought it up all the time. And I'm like, why are you 29 mm. about to turn 30? And you're talking about your high school glory days. Yeah. I don't care if it's the soccer team, if it's the debate team or if it's banned, shut up. Like, who are you now? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not interesting. Impress me with who you are. now. And I stupidly dated this guy. So it's on me. But I mean, like, lesson learned that's why i was so triggered by that scene for a second i was just mm-hmm. like ah is he really like if you're mm-hmm. talking about your accomplishments as a young person in like too glowing of a way it's because mm-hmm. you haven't done much since right well that i mean that's uh, but that's not that story though. no yeah, it turned yeah, out yeah, he yeah. it was like a yeah. week or a month ago and yeah. he's like well you're 24 <laughs> yeah exactly. again yeah. i should have laughed at that but for some reason that missed the mark mm-hmm. with me I don't, yeah. I don't know why yeah and it also, was too I mean, ridiculous. It's Vince Vaughn. He does not look like he would be someone's brother in an exactly, after school special. Yeah. Well, also he's six five. At so, that too. And yeah. he had like big hair mm-hmm. at that. Yeah, exactly. We're saying he looked like Jimmy Ray. He does. Yeah. He does look like Jimmy Ray in those. Have we talked about Jimmy Ray on the podcast? I don't think we have. We have like a low key obsession with one hit have. wonder, nineteen ninety eight, maybe ninety nine, I think ninety eight, Jam. Uh, are you Jimmy Ray by the artist Jimmy Ray? <laughs> I don't even want to put this out there because I don't want people to even look this well, up. But yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like yeah. low-key obsessed in a car crash kind of. You're watching a car wreck. 
I think it's a bop. I'll I'll go on record. I don't care. But it's like the video is ridiculous. The hairstyle is ridiculous. The titling is ridiculous. And for some reason, Clark and I have been very tickled by this in our it's friendship ridiculous. for a few months now. <laughs> and I don't want to even like. I mean, yeah, you guys can look it up, but it is it is a crazy is moment it? in time. It just hits. It misses every mark that it tries to hit. It's also the origin story, fun behind the scenes uh, fact. Uh, by fun, I mean debatable, but I think it's fun. It started a new game with us where mm-hmm. we go on YouTube on the guest account, so there's no algorithm. And we were like, what song from 98 is going to come up next? And we were trying to predict, like, how close do we get until, like, Love Fool? How close do we get until, like, right. Smashing Pumpkins? Because then they would start go deeper into the 90s and backwards. Yeah. And we were trying to guess what the algorithm thought, yeah. starting with Are You Jimmy Ray? where we would go and then we started this a few other times with different songs from that late 90s era because it's so chaotic because there's so many genres and i'm not even sure what jimmy ray is supposed to be and that's part of why this game started so if you need a fun game of prediction of what youtube is going to do pick a late 1998 1990s whatever you want to say uh song one hit wonder specifically where they don't have a lot of other like they're not going to be like oh yeah this is counting crows radio or something it's right it, yeah pick a one hit wonder that's and, not gonna and have then their just own see what Evo. Yeah, yeah see what town you end up in mm-hmm. it's it sounds dumb it's weirdly riveting yeah well because then it's like it gets off the algorithm but it's mm-hmm. kind of funny us humans trying to predict <laughs> yes. because usually algorithms are trying to predict what humans <laughs> yep. do so yeah. we're Humans. It's very meta, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's all the things. It's it's weirdly addicting. Yeah. Like I was supposed to leave one night, like an hour before I did, and mm. I was just too entranced with yeah. this game. So it's a pretty fun one. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Go, start <laughs> go big, big bad voodoo daddies. Cause, oh. um That's from that era, and that's in this band. Bringing yeah. Us back they, to the movie. I guess they end up. Uh, they they're at the end when they. That's before they were. Dancing. Like had bigger like yeah that's like their genesis of mainstream culture right like, I, yeah this is and I'm okay wait so I would have been yeah okay I think it would have been it would have coincided mm-hmm. actually maybe oh wait because swing was, was bigger on the east coast in like ninety seven ninety eight like that's when I remember oh. it popping but if it's more of a west coast thing of course it's going to be bigger out here and then make yeah. its way east because I remember in eighth grade so that i would have been that would have been oh shoot that would have been like 1993 94 that i remember swing like mm. a little bits of swing coming mm-hmm. little bits and mm-hmm. then uh and then when grunge died off then, mm-hmm. I, then that's when like swing because i do remember yeah i like i was saying before like swing and ska were kind of around the similar yeah, time they were. and i was also knew a bunch of band well i I wasn't banned but um i wasn't a nerd nerd, though but but i remember all the brass players being so excited because it was like yeah finally we're cool cool yeah ones you know and and i'm like are you though (laughs) (laughs) um yeah okay Um, there's always one cool trumpeter in the band do you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like an in-school band and then the Mm -hmm. rest are like debatable but there's always that one guy it's like no i like jazz and i'm wise beyond my years yeah exactly or maybe he's a saxophone player not a trumpeter but somewhere in there yeah i think i could say darrow was in my group yeah 
Uh, he was really good. But um but yeah, but it was it's yeah, it's kind of funny to see it here. Um yeah, cuz this movie would have been probably made within 1995 probably. Probably. Um especially since it's low budget. I mean, you mm-hmm. can even tell some of the shots are not folk super focused. No. And yeah. I'm like, damn, like that yeah. just wouldn't fly. I mean, it, this is definitely like textbook like mm-hmm. in the indie. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously you get more sophisticated and stuff. Yeah, and, and, as you go, for sure. Um, you don't learn. You can read up as much as you want, but you don't really learn until you do the thing. Exactly. With yeah. any with anything, really. And it's like sometimes you already have the shot, and it's like, ugh. Yep. Okay. Um, so there's like a few other things that are relatable to me where everybody goes, like when he was saying, and they actually demonstrated it, where they go to a party, and it's like, oh, okay, we went to, I, I don't know, my 20s or late uh, early 30s mm. late 20s was mostly me and my friends going to a party being like oh this is lame well we're supposed to go to this party and then like we would go to like three different parties not stay for more than a half hour mm. each one and be like okay well this party's well what do we do now well now it's too late mm. oh no we just have to go to swingers diner or whatever which is what is an actual place so mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to. We used to do that a lot, at least in LA. Uh, I don't yeah. think I would sometimes have nights in my twenties where I'd like bebop around Denver because that's where I was for in my twenties. And I feel like there were some nights where there would be multiple things happening at once. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'd have to bebop, but for the most part, I think me and my friends kind of committed to a destination, unless we were purposely going to multiple bars in the same night or like doing a bar crawl or mm-hmm. or um. I don't know. People tend to just stick around parties. I feel oh, like, yeah. yeah. I had a lot of party. I was kind of like a big party hoster, and yeah, people. I mean, sometimes people had to go, but for the most part, it was people were yeah. like loyal. Let's stick around, right? Because this reminded me of Twenty One Cigarettes, uh-huh. um, because two hundred or two hundred cigarettes, yeah. Twenty One Cigarettes, <laughs> two hundred cigarettes, uh, which um, New Year's is that. like its own animal. Like people do, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like that's uh, so like this was kind of like L.A. It was bit. just yeah yeah I see um, that I can see that yeah because we would go to a club, go to a bar or something pre we'd pre party then we would go to a bar then we would go mm-hmm. to a party mm-hmm. um yeah so like it completely checks out like the math on there that's you know it all that travel time it, it you might as well have just stayed somewhere yeah. yeah that's the thing that kind of killed it for me um when they're going around town they all leave a party and like i understand not carpooling in la because everyone's coming from different mm-hmm. neighborhoods although i think they low-key were all in the same neighborhood but yeah. whatever that's a real thing it is harder to like link up with your friends and take the same vehicle mm-hmm. for sure because it's just so big the city but the fact that they all got parking all in a row on the street mm-hmm. right in yeah. front of the place and then like another time that they were going to i think a house party after like a bar or whatever they're all like still driving in the same row and i know they were going mm-hmm. for cinematography like are, yeah. ca- car shots i'm not mad at it but just mm-hmm. being being someone who's lived in cities my whole adult life i'm like that would never happen and especially yeah, in sure. la you would mm-hmm. eventually get caught up at a light and not mm-hmm. be wagon training it. Like well, that's not even realistic. You also have to consider there's no Google Maps. There's, I know. So there's no cell phones. No. Nope. So you had. You I had re- to I re- that's true. I, that's true. I remember like being like, oh, like we would have to stop after a stop mm-hmm. light for people. Yeah. Back in the olden days, that's the true. Buggy 
horse buggy that's true days, yeah. yeah i forgot about that it's still with four cars though that's a lot no i know yeah, yeah. but i mean i can't say that i haven't been there though yeah and I, okay no yeah. i've yeah gotcha yeah so like uh yeah so we saw all these cool places and uh but then we have like mike's apartment is so like crappy and i'm mm-hmm. like i feel like i've been in apartments like that oh, before. yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> like or lived at places like that in fact but but the one place that i really did like and it's it's gone and i was talking about it a little bit before but the derby mm-hmm. where they have finally right. have the uh it was big bad voodoo daddies was, was it them or that's who it was right um i thought oh yeah yeah i guess okay yeah i'm assuming I don't know. I, uh, the, some of those scenes blur together, like where they were going and where was what, because oh. I don't know the L.A. A lot oh. of these places I don't know. Mm. So oh, I just meant the Derby with um, right Heather Graham. Okay, was uh, that yeah. okay? I, I I missed where that yeah. was. So yeah, yeah, so that's the mm-hmm. Derby. That's what I was saying at the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, the that's right down the street from mm-hmm. me, where there's a Chase Bank now, which mm. is super cool. rock and roll. Uh, I know, and uh, that's where. Yeah, that's. I think uh, I Love Lucy was there too. Uh, um, yeah, right. so like Desi Lou Studios or. No, I mean I think they filmed uh, when they. Did you ever see the one where they went to Hollywood? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, With the, yeah. Okay. So they went to for yeah, Formosa Cafe I think, and then the Derby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Um. Yeah, like, uh, that was a, such a cool place. That's one place that I wish I would have gone. But it was really cool to see them swing dancing. Um, I'm a little bit sad because, like, at Disneyland, uh, they used to do swing dancing mm. uh, at night and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, and they used to, I mean, it was, like, to teach people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And wow. they don't do it anymore. Uh, I mean, obviously, probably because it's, like, it's not a tic- TikTok-friendly um, Dance. I think it would be that. Well, yeah, maybe you not. Be able not to stay the, in the not frame. the. Yeah, that's true. You would have to move. That's why, like, uh, that's why I don't. Uh, that's why I'm like. I hope that's not the future of dances TikTok because it's very stationary. It's so like. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't see Bob Fosse on there. Some of the there there are some TikTok dancers that I've weirdly become enchanted with, and they are professional dancers. And some of them do actually have some pretty cool moves where Mm. they like do swing each other around. It's not, Mm. but they they have good cameramen that know how to follow. Though that's that's the difference. Um, But I I see what you're saying. For the most part, it's somebody at a back of a Target. (laughs) <laughs> yeah imitating foam, the professional dancers yeah prop to the yeah, yeah 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 doing basic steps yeah yeah and i'm like wait is the, is that supposed to be hard <laughs> like some of them i'm like oh mm-hmm. that's supposed to be hard okay um but anyways like seeing like like at disneyland like i think part of the reason yeah is probably because they couldn't tiktok it maybe um but uh they took it out and it was just really cool to see like swing dancing and like people just like knowing how to swing dance and everything and because mm-hmm. it's very fun i know you do tap sometimes mm-hmm. right yeah. or you're doing yeah. tap right now i'm gonna start it back up again mm-hmm. i haven't done it since the yeah. pre-pandemic but yeah yeah and it's just really fun to see people who could actually dance and like just bust it out and yeah. everything it was it's kind of fun to see that and yeah and there's more of the, there's definitely more of that like in the early 2000s too mm-hmm. um really died out in like 2006 or so i'm so i i'm a big daria fan mm-hmm. and there's an episode where jane gets a boyfriend that's kind of in like a 
I'm going to call it a swing group, but I think it was more just like a nod to like yesteryears and speakeasies. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like her boyfriend had a zoot suit or like his friends did. And I just remember being like, I wish there was something like that in New Hope, Pennsylvania, where you could dress up like the olden days and like actually dance in a classy Mm -hmm. way. And of course, that didn't exist where I was. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that there was apparently like an actual scene out here. That's, That's really cool. Yeah, and it was at multiple places, and there you could still find them. I too. bet. Well, rockabilly um, never dies, and rockabilly yeah. has like a weird overlap with swing. It's not yeah. identical, but it's it's there. There's a pipeline to that. For yeah, sure. there's the basic jitterbug, mm-hmm. and the basic jitterbug mm-hmm. goes with swing, and, and it, it could also be in, uh, depending on what kind of yeah, yeah, most rockabilly, but yeah, it's a pipeline. It's not a waltz, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but then yeah, so it was. It was kind of cool to see, um, yeah, Heather Graham. And I love Heather Graham so yeah, much. She's, she's beautiful in this. I mean, she's always beautiful, mm-hmm. but she was extra oh. pretty in this. Like, I know. Yeah. Holy fuck, jaw dropper. Like, gorgeous. Yeah, especially just the way that she was. Uh, she was meant to be like a 1940s movie star. Those big eyes and like just beautiful smile. Oh, so perfect. And she was very charming too, like very sweet. Like, I just I like Heather Graham a lot. I've always liked her. And I and I really did like how, you know. I mean, at the end, like, uh, Mike is just like fuck these guys. Like he's I'm, himself. He's himself. He, exactly. Yeah. He's like, listen, I'm a sad sack. Because I mean, he really struck out with that one girl. With oh, the, that was hard to watch. Um, <laughs> When he kept calling her answering yes. machine, that's who you're talking about? Yes, yes. Oh, I knew that was going to be awkward, and I was kind of at my threshold. I was on the fence falling off on one side. I'm not liking this movie. And then that happened, and I was like, oh, I'm still not sure if I like it, but I, you almost have to feel bad for the schmuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it almost endeared me to him, because yeah. it was five times, and then she finally picks up. Like, mm. I understand being neurotic. I understand plausible, like, oh, shoot, the machine really may have cut me off. Yeah. But also don't call it 2 30 in the morning i know and i'm I not know. even like a big like you have to wait two or three days no you can call the next day i don't think that's too that's eager fine, yeah. for you gentlemen out there or women or any humans that are looking to date someone mm-hmm. but do not call within the hour yeah that has no chill like that exactly. could be love bombing that could be a stalker right yeah prove you're not a stalker just yeah give it 12 to 24 yeah. hours depending on the time of day yeah exactly like he, <laughs> but it was just like but also, I mean, that was in the context of he had that fight with the, yeah. the guy who oh, was telling him yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. So I think, like, he probably had it in his head that he's like, okay, I have to not fuck this up. I'm just going to call her and lay it all out. Yeah. And then, okay, I'm I'm not trying to be crazy, but, like, whenever you start a sentence where it's, I'm trying not to be crazy, like... It's, it's the lady doth really, protest too much. Yeah. It's, it's you're, you're, you're announcing what's happening, but right. even if you don't think you are. And it's I, like when people say, I don't do drama. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Go on. I'm intrigued. Sure. I want to know you now, said no one ever. Yeah, exactly. No. Um, and so it, uh, so it was like nice to see him like strike out with that girl, of course. And and it was already awkward, though. No, like, it wasn't great to begin with. It was, and they mentioned Starbucks, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess Starbucks was all over at that point right now. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so funny. Like, you asked for, like, a, job you asked for a job application <laughs> two weeks ago. You're killing that was it. heartbreaking, and he still went for it though. But hey, you know that's yeah. 
And imagine asking people for their phone numbers. That's such a crazy thing, but I guess... And then you can't lose it. Another thing that struck me about technological advances and where we are now versus then was in the beginning when he's checking his messages. I don't remember if it's before Vegas or after Mm -hmm. Vegas, but it's very early in the movie. And everyone's like, oh man, sorry about you guys breaking up. You okay? Like, And I was like, whoa, that's like... Answering machines were like social media for Mm -hmm. 1996 because like if you have a public facing social media relationship and then you have to hit the single button or it's clear you're not together people Mm -hmm. comment people call people text people yeah like i've been through my own version of that Mm -hmm. and that's when i was like oh i'm never putting a romantic relationship facebook official ever again it's too much of a it's like a weird thing to announce yeah yeah and i got attention i didn't necessarily need or want from it just Mm -hmm. everyone's like are you guys okay i'm like oh my god we were not okay for a while i'm fine now that i'm out it's fine you know so i wasn't like that guy but yeah just wow amazing how times change oh yeah and then also (laughs) a calling card holy shit i know i forgot those existed i don't think i've ever had a calling card i don't think i ever really needed one i was too young for to need i just had quarters i mean Mm -hmm. you know and a memory i'm old enough where by the time i was driving I did have a cell phone or I'm young enough. I don't know which way, but either which way, by the time I was driving, I had a cell phone, but I could not use it unless it was for an emergency. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was driving at 16. Yeah. So I was a little too, I would have, yeah. No. Yeah. Same. I was 16, but yeah. Um, didn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was so weird to think about calling collect one 800 collect and, Oh, that's so crazy. There were so many. I mean, if you look at old commercials from this time period. Oh, it's all it's, phone stuff. MCI, exactly. long distance, nights I mean, and weekends. Or even, I remember when Star 69 was new. Mm. That was to like. Oh, yeah, back. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Dial and there's, called. there's no caller ID. I mean, wow, Stone Ages. It was basically. I can't Stone imagine Age. answering the phone. I know, I know people call you that you don't know and I don't answer them because I'm a little bit avoidant with unknown numbers for reasons. Um, my whole adult life for reasons. But I mean, mm-hmm. like, I love knowing that when the phone calls, I see yeah. it's you mm-hmm. or a friend I actually want to talk to. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to pick up for these people. I cannot imagine right. just doing laundry, right. a landline calls. I don't know who it is. Could be a bill collector. It mm-hmm. could be you. It could be someone that I don't want to fucking talk to. That's yeah. just calling and they're annoying. I don't. I don't know. I yeah. sometimes I'm just very thankful for the year I was born in. I don't think mm-hmm. I was cut out to be an adult before I became an adult. Right. I don't. I don't think that would have worked for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, if you don't know any better. True, uh, but I think. Yeah, the fact that I'm so avoidant with even like voicemail and stuff, I'm like, oh, I would have just not answered my yeah. phone if I had the well, same think, level of anxiety. And well, I mean, stuff. that's why they used to screen phone calls. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah, like, oh, that's I'm true. Screening, that's I'm screening true. My phone calls. That's oh, I'd be a screener yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Exactly, us millennials, uh, uh, the avoidant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. But yeah, but anyways, going back to uh, it was kind of cool to see that like Heather Graham's character mm-hmm. was going through a similar thing. And, yeah, you know, so it was like they're a just being bit... honest with each other. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, don't play games. Like, yes, yeah, when you're not listening to Vince Vaughn, your Vince Vaughn <laughs> friend. Um, yeah, don't listen to your Vince Vaughn friend. Yes, Step one. Exactly. Step two. Just don't play game. Be. I think people are always more endeared to you, even if you're mm-hmm. having a tough time. 
Like if if John Favreau told that girl on the date that he left all those psycho messages mm-hmm. yeah. on, if he had made it to a date and sort of had brought the same energy he brought with Heather Graham, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been like, never call me again. She would not have done that. Right. I don't know if they would have rode enough into the sunset or, or not together, but mm-hmm. they, she wouldn't have been creeped out by him. It's okay right. to be like, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just be comfortable. In that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So I guess that's like the moral of the story. Uh, ultimately of the movie yeah it kind of endeared me by the end Mm -hmm. that and the vince vaughn burn where the woman (laughs) he thought was (laughs) that's the only time i laughed Uh, i forgot about that and i was like oh wait i don't remember this and i was like (laughs) what is going on and okay yeah (laughs) and then it turns out she was mouthing all the whatever the hell he thought she was mouthing at him it was to her baby (laughs) he was sitting out of frame in the booth and i was like oh that's yeah that makes sense now and then roll credits i'm like oh that's actually a really funny ending yeah especially since john favreau kind of got his groove back and was more comfortable in his own skin and i like that we don't know if him and heather graham work out it was just like a ray of light maybe they're married maybe they Mm -hmm. went on two dates and it fizzled who cares uh but it was cool that she called him the next day too and mentioned that like i'm not gonna do what all my friends yeah yeah yeah. they were kind of running parallel things uh parallel lives so that was fun. Oh, I thought this movie was about gambling when they were in Vegas. I was like, oh, I think I thought this was a gambling movie when I was young. And now I see why. I probably saw commercials of them in yeah. the casino. Also, okay, so this is might throw you off too, but there's another movie almost exactly like this. Oh, really? Um, same cast. Hold on. Because it, it wasn't that long ago, but it was him and Vince Vaughn. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you might have also mixed this up with a movie called Made. Hmm. Um, I don't it, remember it, that one it was offhand. F- so, this was from, it was from 2001. Okay. It, I mean, it's the same dynamic. I mean, this is the, uh, hmm. this is the poster, but it's basically, they're set, it's set in Las Vegas, I think. Hmm. It's the same, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Puff Daddy's in it. He's oh, actually, wow. he's so funny in it, to be honest. I can see that. But it's the same dynamic where Vince Vaughn plays this annoying asshole <laughs> and John Favreau doesn't. And yeah, mayhem ensues. So I, I the, the, there's a chance that that could have even been mixed up. But yeah, like I, I could see that. I And again, like even when I was saying at the preview review, I was like, oh, it's about like swing, like the swing mm-hmm. culture. And I'm like, ah, uh, kind of isn't. There's... At the end, it like yeah. There's a nod to it with like yeah, the mm-hmm. Heather Grant. Scene. And I think ultimately that they're within that culture, and you don't. There's also a lot of variation within that. You well, know, it's kind of like if you are like I feel like in Denver there was like a big hipster or bro yeah. culture. It was one or the other, and like if my friends. My friends were closer to probably hipsters, but we weren't hipsters. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like we smiled at people. We weren't tatted head to toe. Mm-hmm. It, you know, what I mean? we weren't mean if like y- you hadn't heard of a band, like whatever. But we were closer to that culture, but we were not textbook um, hipsters. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. like not even close, but we were way closer to that than the other side of the spectrum. And so I think that this movie is like, the peripheral of like that swing rockabilly like there's influences there there's mm-hmm. connective tissue but it's not 
Yeah. It, Not everyone's a walking cliche of the group that they're kind of a part of. Yeah. Too. Especially from an outside view, depending on where you're at with this <laughs> person who they're, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think at this time they're, yeah. So I think this is kind of just like shorthand for like, yeah, yeah. modern. Yeah. Guy, even though it's like harkening back to the 1940s. Yeah. Go fig. Go fig. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, did you have any other notes? I think or? the only other thing I want to say, and I said this to you during the movie, going back to Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, which I've mm-hmm. never talked about this band this much in my life, but last week was Never Been Kissed, right? Yes, and that's right. And James okay. Franco mentioned Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, cause like, or maybe it was Dave Girl, or not Dave Girl, sorry, Dave Arquette. So Josie allegedly dated someone from Big Bad Voodoo Daddy or they were going to be at a club. I don't remember. Mm, it was either mm. a rumor or they were going to go see them. I forget what the sure, line was. Okay. It's only been a few days since we've watched it, but my short-term memory is trash, as you know. Either mm. which way, though, I distinctively remember James remember Franco them. saying Big Bad Voodoo Daddy the way he like talks. And yeah. um, I was like, I cannot believe two movies in a row referenced this I'm going to call a spade a spade and I'm not mm-hmm. trying to throw shade, sure. but forgettable band yeah. from the nineties. Like yeah. I, I even liked swing, but I was a squirrel nut zippers yeah. fan. I, I forgot about mm-hmm. big bad voodoo daddy. And I cannot believe in these two movies that both are, it was referenced both times. Like that. What's blows me away a little bit. Weirder. Wait, when was never been kissed? What 99. So it was a few years later. That was like three. Yeah. Three years later. I mean, I guess this is when they're getting their start, and then I guess that's when they were apexing, at least in 98, probably when it was filmed and written and, and, you know, all that stuff. Um, But they had a moment in cinema, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Good for them. I mean, honestly, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Not super remembered. Yeah. That's so funny. That is really weird. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's, yeah, that was was the weird weird world of the 90s wasn't it yeah it was good to remember what their hits were because i didn't actually remember often yeah. which ones they were because some of them them and brian setzer kind of blur together blur, yeah. a little for me um because i never got super wild mm-hmm. I, I tolerated both but i was never a yeah. huge fan of either so um mm-hmm. and we're not going to name the other band in the fold because it's a gross name i hate it I, yeah. it just makes me uncomfortable it. so we're not gonna if you yeah. know you know if you know you know but exactly. we next week is there anything else you wanted to say no, sorry okay yeah. I, I assumed because you're asking you were done um next week we're gonna be watching varsity blues mm-hmm. which neither of us have seen yeah and i think it's the last one before not another teen movie that yeah. to get clark all educated which i actually haven't seen varsity yeah. blues but i know a few references in part in part from that another team mm-hmm. movie, but we'll talk next week about yeah, that. Another football movie. Another Funny sports enough. movie. We have quite. We have a few. We have Sandlot. We have mm-hmm. Jerry Maguire. Was there yeah. another one that I'm not thinking of? Um, we haven't watched Space Jam yet, have we? No. I'm just kidding. I <laughs> haven't seen. I oh, haven't you seen, haven't? No, seen I have not seen Space Jam. Uh, okay. Yeah. It probably should be on the list. It's in Maybe, culture, but so, yeah. we can save it for we yeah. we we're practically like. We're scheduled up. for the year like we have i mean we have a wiggle room but yeah we have so many movies my god this yeah, podcast is yeah. gonna last forever you're welcome listeners right <laughs> and that's just from us not watching shit but um <laughs> for us being lazy movie lovers <laughs> yeah but um yeah totally i um yeah we'll see a varsity blues i don't know if i'm gonna like it that much but we'll i don't see. think i will either but we have discussed and we'll talk more next week that we both have become uh, fans of uh, James Vanderbeek Vanderbeek. as an adult. Thank you very much. Don't trust the apartment. 
or don't trust the bee in apartment 23 if you haven't seen it go watch it it's so good so i do have like a more favorable lens towards he's the beak. so funny in it he's so funny in funnier it. than i ever thought humanly possible he would yeah. be and cooler because he's playing a version of himself that's not great so mm-hmm. what yeah. a comfortable man to do that like that says a lot so but yeah varsity blues sports 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 so check us out on social media let's finally watch it youtube I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. Find me. I'm a dinosaur on social media at Blairosaurus Rex. Dinosaur. And I'm Clark Nez, other Clarksy on the internet. And I'm not a dinosaur. You should be. Consider it. It's really fun. Um. Well, no, because then it's going to be like Clarkosaurus. Like, and then you're. I have to find my own thing. You could be, um. Um. Stega Clark. That's cool. That's cool. You're giving me a look. Stega Clark is cool. <laughs> you literally, you're not. I, if I mention this to you in a week from now, you're going to distance yourself so much from that when you know it. I don't know. I think it's fun to say Stega Clark. I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> right. Or be a me. human. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, whoever you fine. are. We, we accept everyone here at Let's Finally Watch It. Thank you for watching, listening, whatever, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.